You're listening to the Coffee Hour. I'm Eddie Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. It is Friday, January 17th. We made it. Happy birthday, sister. Aww. It's my sister's birthday. Happy birthday, Andy, sister. <laughs> <laughs> it is, uh, it's a good day. Good topics on deck. Uh, we are going to talk with Dr. Joel Esch from Crosswise Institute. That's at Concordia University, Irvine. Mm-hmm. Excited to share about this really unique opportunity for, for students uh, coming up during the summer. We got to meet Dr. Esch when we were at the LCMS National Youth Gathering yeah. this past summer. And uh, neat guy. Also, D.C. Just oh, man, saying. I'm outnumbered was, again. Outnumbered. <laughs> um, so we get to talk with him in just a moment. And in the second half, get to talk with Dr. Bernard Bull. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had had a great conversation with him recently about setting goals. Did you set goals for 2020? I did, actually. Oh, man, you're ahead of me. Well, I want to spend less time things. on my phone by doing other things, like actually interacting <laughs> with real people in real oh, life. Oh, there we go. Oh, yeah, you did mention books. that. Yep, those are my you goals. That. All right, so uh, <laughs> I had a chance to talk with him recently. I'll share that with you in the second half. Thanks to Concordia University, Wisconsin, for supporting the Coffee Hour. Find out more about Concordia University, Wisconsin at cuw.edu. Live Uncommon. Joining us by phone, Dr. Joel Ash, Director of the Graduate Programs in Theology at Christ College, Concordia University, Irvine, California, and also Executive Director of Crosswise Institute at Concordia University, Irvine, coming up this summer on June 21st through the 25th. Dr. Ash, thanks for being our guest on the Coffee Hour. Yeah, thank you for having me. Delighted to be here. Tell us the story uh, behind Crosswise Institute. How did this get started? I'm guessing it was an idea that uh, that became a reality. It was it was somewhat of uh, somewhat worked that way. Uh, the Lilly Endowment out of uh, Indianapolis sent actually a notice to a variety of uh, private uh, Christian institutions saying, hey, we've got a lot of money and we'd like to give it to you. Uh, We want to start a network of universities who are building um, youth and culture, theological exploration, workshops, conferences, institutes, and we'd like you to be a part of it. Well, that ended up going to the president's desk. The president sent it down to the dean's desk, and the dean got a group of people together and said, hey, this is something that seems like uh, Concordia would be uh, perfectly fit for. Uh, Who's interested? And I happened to raise my hand a little bit higher than most, and so I got tagged (laughs) ultimately as the person to go ahead and write a grant, see if that would uh, be something that Lily was interested in, and kind of deal with, you know, kind of the internal workings, the, the infrastructure, as well as kind of the conceptual ways in which we could build such an institute here at Concordia. And so Sure enough, we uh, worked hard on the grant and ended up getting it. We ended up getting about half a million dollars, a little bit more than that, uh, to go ahead and do a five-year program in which we would bring together high school youth on our campus in order to talk specifically about issues of pressing culture, either present day or kind of looking into the future a little bit, those pressing matters that are going to be um, important for our society to have discussions about, and then uh, applying our particular theological tradition uh, to those discussions. And uh, for us, we just thought that was a great opportunity to elevate uh, the big questions of the liberal arts and to talk about matters uh, that, that really matter, if you will, and also give us an opportunity to connect theology with issues uh, of science, technology, education, math, STEM issues. We felt that we were positioned well to do it, and we've been delighted to, to have uh, just a successful event emerge out of that uh, initial planning. That sounds, I want to go back to high school so I can go to this. It <laughs> sounds so... Oh, it's a good time. It's, 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 it's been such a joy because uh, there's so many of these students that know that these big cultural issues are out there and they're trying to find a place that uh, respects the conversation, knows that that is a difficult conversation to have, and yet they're allowed to 
to have big questions. Uh, they're allowed to even share a little bit of uh, their uncertainty about how you know Christianity might, in fact, uh, speak to such issues. Well, we don't shy away from those difficult things. We want that. We want them to say, hey, here's a place amongst my peers and professors who have walked this walk where I can uh, very openly and honestly to say, how does my Lutheran faith or how's my Christian faith, and they're not all Lutherans who come, how's my Christian faith uh, really speak to what it means to be a citizen in this world? What is the impact then on these students uh, who are able to, to bring these questions and, and to talk through these difficult topics in a theological realm? What is the impact on these students then uh, as they go through this experience and then take that back with them uh, to, to whatever their, their um, experiences are at home? Sure. There's all sorts of ways I could answer that on kind of a smaller level. They're learning skills about how to engage in conversation. So the goal of Crosswise was never to be, you come, we give you the answer, we tell you how to think, go back, and God bless. That, that doesn't work anymore. That, that, that ship has sailed. We're not into party lines. What we are into is saying, hey, how can we develop a framework of thinking, critical thinking, biblical thinking, that allows us to be nimble, allows us to be empathetic, um, uh, caring for the culture that's around us, but also bring to the table very clear uh, uh, directives from Scripture where I can say, okay, this is what it means to be a Christian in my field, whether I'm studying to be a future biologist or studying to be a future businessman or studying to be a future theologian. So on the small level, they go back learning those skills. Okay, conversation works. Conversation does build empathy. Conversation does build understanding. I can do that even with people I don't necessarily agree with. It's almost if you will, an antidote to the Twitter rage that we see every day. And, and, and most of us get very frustrated with that. But on the bigger scale, I had a student come up to me after one, uh, actually the very first crosswise, and I asked him, hey, how'd it go for you this week? It was on the Friday. It was at the end. And he said, I don't know quite how to put it into words. He just kind of looked pensively at me. He says, I, 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 don't, I don't know how to structure it, but I would say it wasn't just good. It was, it was something that was more life-changing. I, I can't go back to just having other people answer for me anymore. I can't go back to just having, uh, and the way you kind of describe it was, I can't outsource my thinking. I've got to be able to take responsibility for um, the major issues that are out in front of me. I can't just hide in a corner. I can go ahead and engage them. I can go ahead and get in a conversation with those people. I can also be firm and secure in my faith to know that Jesus is still the answer. He's still the resurrected Son of God, and that matters. And that matters for all of us in all parts of our life, including these cultural issues that are so prevalent. Man. Wow. <sighs> I know. Is, is there an adult version of this? That's what I know. <laughs> uh, part of the joy is that we get to create the event so that we can enjoy it ourselves. And so yeah, being yeah. on the leadership team, yeah. we get that great benefit of kind of constructing the narrative arc of the week because we can't wait. You know, last year we had one of my uh, old professors uh, from uh, Yale University come on out. He said yes, and he did a great exploration on the nature of forgiveness. And I found myself rem remembering why I loved uh, listening to him as a professor, learning uh, a great deal about his intellect, uh, a great deal from his intellect, and how we can apply some of the things that he's picked up over the years and his experiences towards what the nature of forgiveness looks like today. And so, yeah, you hit on something. The adults love it, and we often have professors kind of accidentally wander into our <laughs> sessions uh, so that they could enjoy some of the, uh, uh, the stuff that's going on there, too. What have you learned from the students who have participated in what are uh, in Crosswise Institute? What are some of the things maybe that surprised you or, or maybe something you were hoping for and you saw it happen? 
Oh, that's an easy one for me. I, uh, it's very easy to get cynical. It's very easy to pick on millennials, and I do it too. It's very easy <laughs> to pick on the present generation. In fact, it's probably past millennials. But you have kind of this arrogance of the old, if you will. There's both arrogance of the young and arrogance of the old. But I, I experience it when I look at younger going, they're not going to care. How are they going to get engaged? Or maybe they're going to get engaged a little bit, but they're going to wait for the next entertaining thing. What we do at Crosswise is most certainly not designed to entertain you. Uh, we have them in all sorts of sessions. It is hard intellectual labor that they do. It's hard conversational labor that they do. But one of the great joys was after um, a session, right at the very beginning, when we first started this project, we asked the students to keep notes. And during the session, as the, uh, the speaker was speaking, I looked over to the side and I saw 40 kids just scribbling down notes and questions. And so when question answer time came, we, you know, we didn't know if there'd be any deep or insightful questions to contribute to the, you know, uh, uh, the, the project. And sure enough, you know, 15 hands went up and these questions were of high caliber. And so to see them engaged in something beyond entertainment, but towards their betterment, um, not only did they uh, absorb the information, but they wanted to speak back at the professor and say, well, wait a second, you're making an assumption here, or uh, can you explain this further? It's active learning that we saw, and that was delightful to, to witness. It's just all of this um, the learning critical thinking, um, how to... I'd how, like to do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, learning how to how to analyze um, and and to have empathy in conversations and to be able to uh, to think on on your feet is so important um, and it's a skill that that I think a lot of times gets overlooked in um, in high school and college classes where where I'm I mean back in my day <laughs> way back when uh, <laughs> that's as far as as mine I, I mean I would I would sit in a class and I would learn information and I would I would put that information back out on a test but but sometimes you miss that that ability to think critically and to come up with these questions and to push back a little bit and that skill I, th I think is so important um, to, to be able to do that as an adult uh, in a respectful manner and empathetic manner um, it's just fantastic um, it's a really good point that you're making because uh, at, from the very beginning crosswise we had to kind of conceptualize what we believe people to be what we believe these students to be. If you think of a student as a receptacle for information that you just fill up and then send out, you're going to have a particular telos or sense of flourishing that comes as a result of that. But we don't believe it that way. That's why we intentionally said, rather than starting with our theological positions and then try to pigeonhole what we're seeing in the culture into structures we've already built for it, we think that was the wrong way to go. So instead, taking that conversational motif, we decided that these students can be conversational participants in culture and faithful Christians at the same time. And so what we do is we start with the cultural conversation, and we'll bring theology to bear later on in the week. But if you don't have that kind of uh, act of good faith of hearing what the issue actually is from people who are absorbed in it, uh, then I, I kind of think you're setting up the game, and I don't want to rig it. I want the, 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 the educational enterprise, the conversational enterprise to work itself out naturally. So to give you an example of that, our very first uh, Crosswise experience talked about heady things, transhumanism and technology. Well, we had an actual uh, transhumanist be our opening speaker, someone who actually uh, was the libertarian uh, candidate for uh, governor out here in California, named, a guy by the name of Zoltan Istvan, a fascinating fellow, but he's not a believer. And we told them, hey, you're going to experience things at Crosswise that are going to cut against what you've been taught. And now you have to practice evaluating that. You have to practice getting into a conversation with those people in order that you might, 
with empathy, understand their position, but also uh, see their position through critical eyes of, of, uh, that are given to us by the Bible and through uh, faith. And so we think that that's particularly useful, and we find that that's particularly rare as uh, summer uh, camps go, if you will, summer events. Who can attend Crosswise? We, we only have just about a minute left. Who can attend Crosswise Institute, and how do we get them there? <laughs> sure. Uh, anyone, anyone who's in high school right now, so the four years of high school, freshman through uh, senior, uh, the best way to uh, learn about uh, Crosswise is, go, is to go to the website. It's cui.edu slash crosswise, and that will show you uh, images, videos, uh, testimonies from past events, and then specific information about this year's event where we focus on uh, politics and the vocation of, of the citizen. Uh, and so we're going to uh, take on that topic this year. But uh, you can do a nomination forms where pastors or DCEs or youth ministers uh, can nominate particular students, and then we get them that information. Uh, there are travel scholarships available. Uh, last year, I think we had 11 states represented. I might be low on that. I think 11 states were represented, though. And uh, and so you don't have to be a Lutheran. Um, but uh, again, the website is the best way to uh, connect with us. I will provide the link in the program notes today yes, as well. Dr. Joel Esch, Director of Graduate Programs in Theology at Christ College, Concordia University, Irvine, and Executive Director of Crosswise Institute, coming up June 21st through the 25th at Concordia University, Irvine. Dr. Esch, thanks so much for being our guest on the Coffee Hour today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth.